Good evening, everyone. Welcome back. I'm Carol Ganoa, your Married for Life coach, and you are listening to One Flesh for Life. Hope you all had a great week last week. We talked about the traps that Satan uses to get you to give up on your relationship with your spouse. He does this by using his delicious baits to hook you and get you entrapped in the web of divorce. The baits that Satan uses to entice you to give up on your marriage, it includes things like discontentment, you're dissatisfied with the marriage, doubt, you doubt your your hubby or your wifey, or uncontrolling habits like drinking, pornography, and things like that. However, there is an imitation bait that Satan also uses to get you entrapped in the web of divorce. And don't worry, there is a story coming up that will explain the web of divorce. Listen to this story carefully. Yes, you are right. It's story time, guys. So you know what you need to do. I'm going to give you some time to go get your union blanket. Yes, and get your Together Forever pillar case and pillar covers. Well, the case, that's what we say in Jamaica. And also, you must get your hubby. Go grab hubby and get wifey and get them tucked into bed because it is story time tonight. And after the story is over, I want you to try to figure out what is the imitation bait that Satan uses to get you to divorce your spouse. All right, go ahead and get your stuff ready and I'll be back in a couple of minutes. See you soon. All right. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you're tucked into bed. And I hope you have your union blanket and your together forever pillar covers. I hope you are going to love this story tonight. The story is called The Web of Divorce. Let's begin. Chloe and Patrick have been living together for 10 years. Chloe is a hairstylist and a cosmetologist. And she has a steady flow of loyal customers for over 20 years now. Patrick, on the other hand, is a senior pastor for a large non-denominational church in his community. Patrick and Chloe both together have five children. They have established a family tradition to spend Thanksgiving and Christmas each year at their parents' home. So... The one year, it will be Chloe's parents. Then the following year, it's going to be Patrick's parents. This year, it was time to celebrate. And it's time to celebrate the upcoming season. That means they're going to make plans to be with Patrick's parents this time. Over the years, Chloe, Chloe, I'm sorry, is used to doing all the groundwork for the preparation to be with the family. They call it the gathering of the family. And she sends out invitations, she gets letters mailed, she contacts the family and finds out who's gonna cook what and all of that. So 
this time she decided that she wanted to hire her best friend Sheila Baxter as her event planner. She decided to do this because she wanted to make sure that she has enough money to work on her website. She's developing a new website for her business and so she checked her appointment book and she saw how booked up she was with all her clients and she feel that if she upstate the website she'll be able to better service all these clients that she now has so she wants to hire chloe as her business partner and friend so she hires her as her event planner and she feels that it's a good decision she's made. The kids are elated now that it's time for the family gathering again. And they're so excited about seeing their family members come together. So each night, she would put the kids in bed and tell them stories. But this this particular year, she's not doing that anymore. They would constantly be asking her when she's going when she's when she sends them to bed. Mom, is Uncle Larry coming this year? What about Auntie Maya? Is she coming also? Kids are excited. They want to know who's coming this time. And her response this year is guys Sheila Sheila is my best friend she's been best friends with me for years now and she will let you guys know about all this very soon she I've told her everything I've explained everything to her okay just trust me I promise you she will let you know all who is coming I need you to get into bed really soon because you guys need to go to school tomorrow so you need to get ready for school tomorrow. This will be the line that Chloe has for the next couple of nights this year. But mom, the kids will complain. Aren't you going to put us into bed, tuck us into bed like you used to and tell us a story? Please, please. Chloe's response would be, another time darling i'm really busy right now remember i have over a hundred clients now okay things are getting very very busy for me it is extremely busy i will do that another time okay chloe closed the door to the children's room and the children pretended to go to sleep and closed their eyes but as soon as the door was locked they immediately started talking amongst each other of what has become of their mother. It seems as if she doesn't have any more time for them. Not even time to tell them a story. Only for her work. That's all they keep hearing about her job and her new new opportunities. Meanwhile, Patrick, who is now well known in the community, is planning a special board meeting with the leadership of his church 
to get their thoughts on how to address evangelism ministry in the church. The major concern Patrick has, and he's been very stressed about it lately, is that the membership has not been as steady as it used to be. He had just met with the financial committee last week, and the reports show that the regular tithers have dropped in the church and the program for kids have been cut out because of the budget. They used to depend on the faithful tithers that used to be paying to the church. Now the kids program is cut because they don't have enough budget for it. This bothered Patrick a lot and he's been dealing with this concern for a long time so now he's decided to put his foot down and do something about it so he has organized seven more committees in the church and he wants them to give him weekly reports to take a to take this matter very seriously and try to get to the bottom of it since the meetings are now going to be at his house, which is what he made arrangements for all the meetings to be at his house so he can know firsthand how, how it's going and what their thoughts are. So since the meetings were going to be now held at his house, he made arrangements for the neighbors, close friends of his, including Sheila Baxter, Chloe's best friend, to babysit the children for him while he works with his staff on this very important matter. As soon as the kids heard about the arrangements, they started to complain to their dad and ask him, Dad, how long will we have to go over to the Baxters? Only a few weeks until I get this problem straightened out, he replied. What was supposed to last a few weeks, actually, turned into two months and little did Chloe know that the kids have been spending a lot of time at Sheila Baxter's house what else she didn't know is that Patrick was secretly having an affair with Sheila news of the affair started slowly creeping into the church and spreading to some of the top leadership in the church. Patrick had already planned how to get it not to slip away so that his wife would learn about it. He tried his best to keep it under the rock but it wasn't working. Then the news went like rocket, like wildfire sometimes, all over the church. And many of the church members started leaving the church. As soon as Chloe heard about what was going on, and what the news was, she became very devastated. And she decided 
to divorce Patrick and went and filed the divorce papers in three weeks. The end. Hey guys, I hope you enjoy that story. What exactly is the web of divorce? Do you know what the web of divorce is? The moral of this story is don't allow yourself or your spouse to be caught in the web of divorce. Because if you do, you are going to end up divorcing your hubby or your wifey. The web of divorce is a special web spawned by Satan to trap one flesh couples in divorce. The major element, a major element of the web, you can call it an ingredient if you want, but a major element of this web is made up of distractions. Satan uses what matters most to you as an imitation bait to get you to want the real deal. Have any of you ever gotten any imitation crab meat? Have you ever seen it in Walmart or Target or somewhere? Imitation crab meat is not the real crab meat. It just looks like it and it's supposed to taste like it, but of course you know that it doesn't taste exactly like the real deal. In the same way, in this story, Satan used Chloe's job to cause her to lose focus, which is get distracted. And she started ignoring her children, not spending much time with them. And she gradually started ignoring her husband as well and his needs, needs that she probably wasn't paying attention to. Patrick, on the other hand, got caught up with the ministry, the concerns of the ministry. He got distracted and lost focus and started paying more attention to handling or trying to tackle the problem in the church. So he lost focus of what his wife's needs were as well as his children's needs. Distractions are only an imitation bait to get you to really get involved more with Satan's bait. Satan's bait, as I said, it's on page 31 of my book and it's things like uncontrolling habits, uncontrolling spending, the uncontrolling appetite of pornography. You see, when your hubby, when her hubby had the affair, that was just the imitation bait that Satan was using to get her to become fed up with him and leave. And that's what happened. The real bait of what she didn't realize is that her hubby was already struggling with the bait of Satan. Satan already 
given him his bait. He was already very doubtful about the church and the ministry. He was already struggling with doubts about how his wife was feeling about him. And that's why he hadn't had the affair. He was already eating Satan's bait, which is doubt. And he couldn't control his appetite for an affair. He had already eaten Satan's bait. So distraction is an imitation bait of Satan to get you caught up in the web of divorce. When you get upset with your hobby or your wifey when they have an affair, you're only making matters worse. What we need to do is we need to get to the bottom of what bait did your hubby or wifey eat or which bait of Satan is your hubby or your wifey partaking of. That's the second warning sign that your marriage is heading to divorce. When you start eating Satan's bait like feet, like doubt, doubting the relationship, are uncontrolling, you just have a uncontrolling appetite to sleep around or drink. This is an uncontrolling spirit. That's the bait of Satan. And its purpose is to get you into the web of divorce so that you will divorce your hubby or your wifey. Don't get caught in the web of divorce. You need to be very mindful of the imitation bait that Satan brings to you and it's called distractions. Don't be distracted from your main purpose. Your main purpose is that you will be one flesh for life and that your hubby and your wifey have been brought together as one flesh to glorify God and for you to enjoy each other and for you to live happily ever after. So, I want you to recognize the imitation bait of Satan. As you relate to your hobby and your wifey, I want you to make sure that you recognize when you are getting distracted, when you're getting distracted from your husband's need or your wife's need, when you're getting distracted, when you're getting caught up in your ministry, you're getting caught up in your job, or you're getting caught up with what your friends say rather than what your husband says. You're getting caught up and you're paying more attention and you're paying more, giving more value and more trust in your pastor rather than your husband. That's an imitation bait of Satan. It's a distraction. It's a distraction. It's causing you to have more faith and put more trust in your pastor rather than your spouse. That's a trap of Satan. You got to watch for it, guys. Your first responsibility, remember, hobbies, is to your wife and your children, not your ministry, not your job. Your first responsibility is to your husband and your children, wifey. Not your, not the pastor, 
not your priest, not the counselor, nor the therapist. All right. God bless you all. And don't forget, you never have to experience divorce ever again. God put the two of you together to be one flesh for life. God bless. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Carol Ganawa, your Married for Life coach. I do not have any flashes for you tonight. I would if you didn't get so much information. I don't want to overload you. I do want to remind you, though, that One Flesh for Life is primarily devoted to assisting One Flesh couples in their first marriage to avoid divorce and live happily ever after with their one flesh spouse. If you are not in your first marriage, I still want to help you though. I have put together a list of resources that is ministry, churches, and organizations that are specifically designed to help you. Please contact me if you would like me to send you a copy of this list. My number is 773-599-3271. Thank you again for listening to One Flesh for Life. God bless.